Welcome to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard. Thank you so much for joining us for another segment. We're going to be speaking with Joanna Burgess. She's joining us here as a wound, ostomy, and continence nurse. She's going to give us a little bit of insight into her personal journey into being a dual ostomate, receiving her first ostomy at just three years old. She's also going to tell us a little bit about a company, Convitec, that's raising awareness by encouraging all ostomates to share their stories on Instagram this October through My Healthy Bond. Welcome to Health Professional Radio, Joanna Burgess. Thank you for taking the time this morning. Thank you, Neil. It's good to be here. A wound ostomy and continence nurse. I don't think I have ever heard of a wound ostomy and continence or WOC nurse. Give us a little bit of uh, insight into your professional background and tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, we are a wound ostomy and continence nurse. We just abbreviate that as WOC nurse just to make it easy because it is a mouthful. But we are just an amazing sort of rare group of nurses. Um, There's about 2,000 of us across the country. There are not enough of us. Um, But we specialize um, in a tri-specialty, and that's the care of wounds, ostomy, and continence issues that may come up for patients. So we have a wonderful professional organization. We are well-bonded nurses just because there aren't a whole lot of us. And so I know in my area, we all get together for dinner and, you know, share stories, share education, um, just because we need each other for support. We work with people who have been through life-altering illness as well as um, an alteration to their body. So it's if I do say so myself, it does take a special person to be a wound ostomy nurse, and I'm, I'm very proud to be one. And I think um, becoming one really stems from my own personal journey. It, it took me a while to have the desire to be one of these nurses. Um, just a little background on my own personal story. I was just three years old when I was diagnosed with a very rare form of cancer called a rhabdomyosarcoma. Um, I was given about 10% chance of surviving, and if I did survive, they really anticipated that I would only live to be about six years old. So I had ostomy surgery for this bladder cancer and just grew up with an ostomy. And I never knew that there were other people out there in the world. It was a time in life. This was back in 1965, and the world was just not connected as it is today. So I grew up as a little girl feeling very alone. Um, I adjusted very well, and I had um, loving support from my parents. But I did not know that there were other people. And so there was this sort of inner drive, I think, Neil, inside of myself of discovery of a discovery of who I was, what had happened to me, and what this was all about. And that led me to my nursing career, where I've done many different things in nursing, pediatric nursing, massage therapy, holistic nursing. Um, I ran a a clinic for lymphedema. And then finally, um, after meeting my husband and being comfortable in telling my story, I decided it was time to become a wound ostomy incontinence nurse. And that's where I am today with Convitec. Now, you mentioned that uh, when you were a child, you uh, received an ostomy because of uh, bladder issues, correct? Um, Are there many different types of ostomies? That's a very good question, yes. So an ostomy is considered a diversion for either bladder or bowel. So um, I had a diversion because I had to have my bladder removed, which is what you would see with bladder cancer 
or some kind of disease of the bladder. But more commonly known are um, diversions for colostomy. Colostomy is a type of bowel diversion or ileostomy um, for bladder cancer. You know, these ostomies come with bowel diseases, um, colon cancer, that type of thing. And they, they are more common than the bladder cancer. As a WOC nurse, um, what would you say is the the biggest challenge for people living with ostomies over the long period, Um, not the people who have just uh, recently uh, received theirs, but people such as yourself who've been living with them for long periods of time? I would say the challenge is, you know, there aren't enough WOC nurses that the challenge over time is as as someone grows through the lifespan, you know, like for me, for instance, from childhood to middle age, you know, to adulthood, all of those things, different issues come up. You know, my body is not the same body that it was when it was three years old. And so as the body changes, different issues will come up. Um, your body changes, you know, trying to find um, connections with other people, trying to find that support. We, we sorely lack for outpatient ostomy clinics across the country. So, for instance, you know, I, as a me plus nurse with Combatech, I work with a lot of aging clientele who may develop arthritis, um, mobility issues, dexterity issues, and trying to navigate their ostomy. So those are one of the biggest things that I see, the support that they need as they go through the lifespan and as they, you know, address certain certain things that may come up. Like for an adolescent, an adolescent to young adulthood may be trying to date for the first time. And how do I tell my partner or how do, how do I tell my boyfriend about having an ostomy? Emotional support. Emotional support is a big one. I've looked at a lot of the research. In fact, I've done some of my own research. And I think the biggest gap is really the emotional support that people are needing. Certainly physical support, but emotional support is really huge. Talk a little bit about your advocacy work and uh, what you've been doing for the uh, ostomy community. Oh, thank you for that question, Neil. Um, You know, it it took me from childhood to adulthood to find my voice, and I've had to learn to become a patient advocate. It it wasn't easy, but I, I really wanted to be able to do that. So I was elected to the board of the United Ostomy Association many years ago and became their um, advocacy chair and working along with um, a person by the name of Janine Galiba um, with the United Ostomy Associations of America. We developed something called the Ostomy Incontinent Diversion Patient Patient Bill of Rights. And what that basically is, is an outline that describes to patients what the surgical process should be when facing ostomy surgery from beginning, um, from pre-surgery, all the way through the lifespan. So anybody can go to the UOAA website and take a look at that and be an advocate for themselves as well. And healthcare professionals can take a look at that, the ostomy incontinent, diversion patient bill of rights to make sure that they're following those so that people with an ostomy are getting what they deserve. How is the the Convitec Healthy Bonds campaign working to raise awareness of this issue and encourage both ostomates and professionals who may be uh, interested in WOC work to um, get the training that they need? 
Yeah. Um, that's, I love that question. So, so Convitec uh, around World Ostomy Day, which we just had on October 2nd, was a day of full awareness of the ostomy community. And Convitec came up with what we call health, our Healthy Bonds campaign, which I love. It's sort of taking someone from you know, who's new to ostomy surgery, who may be feeling, you know, oh no, this is my life now. What am I, what, how am I going to proceed? How am I going to move forward? To kind of taking on a different perception about that whole thing. Um, it's now about, wow, this is my life now. So I think what somebody with an ostomy may feel is that they finally get that the ostomy saved my life. So, wow, look at my life now. They may have felt sick. You know, they may have felt sick for years and resisted ostomy surgery. And often we see that with people with um, irritable bowel disease, Crohn's disease, who finally make the commitment because they're just so sick to have that surgery. So we want them to say, wow, look at my life now. My life is better. And we want people to share their stories about how they've embraced their life how they become more independent since having an ostomy. Um, we want to, you know, we want to end the stigma around ostomy, that this is a good thing. You know, back in the day, it was, we, we've just come so far with pouching systems. We've come so far with technology that people can now say that I do have a healthy bond, not only with myself, with my community, with nature, with the things that I love. And we also want to create a healthy bond with our healthcare professionals. You know, we want that, we want that connection so that, you know, not only with our healthcare professionals look at ostomy surgery with positivity, but they will be able to instill that with their patients as well. This is really important going in. You know, we want healthcare professionals when they meet an ostomate for the first time, say it is a new uh, person just new to surgery, that they're going to be able to talk about this, that this is how you're feeling now. But later, I want you to, I want to help you feel this way. And it's all about adaptation. There's an adaptation process that goes along with this. And we want them to strive. We want to help them hold the big vision that they can have a healthy bond and that they can see their life with, with so much positivity. Give us a website where our listeners can learn more about Novatech and My Healthy Bonds. Okay. Yes. So anybody that wants to become a part of My Healthy Bonds, um, this is a campaign through October. Um, this is on Instagram. We want people to share their stories. At, and it's, it, the address is hashtag My Healthy Bonds. Great, great. So nice and simple. Great. Joanna, I really appreciate you joining us and sharing your story. Uh, thank you so much for being here on Health Professional Radio. Thank you, Neil. My pleasure. You've been listening to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howarding, in conversation with Joanna Burgess, wound ostomy and continence nurse. Audio copies of this program are available at hpr.fm and healthprofessionalradio.com.au. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, listen in, download at SoundCloud, and be sure and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com, Health Professional Radio.